0: Our next guest came from a private law firm to the Federal Trade Commission, where he spent the last two years as director of the Bureau of Competition. A lot has happened, and now he's headed back to the private sector. Joining me for an exit interview, attorney Bruce Hoffman. Mr. Hoffman, good to have you on.
1: Thank you. Good to be here.
0: So you came as a political appointee and have spent two years at FTC. Just from the standpoint of having been in private law practice, dealing with some of these competitive corporate issues, From that side, what was it like inside the FTC to come in as an outsider for a couple of years?
1: Well, it's a completely fantastic experience. This is actually the second time I've been here. I served at the FTC um, in the Bureau of Competition front office from 2001 until the end of 2004. So I held two different positions here at that time, and then I went back out to the private sector, was there from 2005 to 2017, and then came back in. So I was familiar with the agency. I, I knew a lot about how it worked and uh, and, and frankly, actually, a lot of the people, because the FTC has has a lot of staff who spend long periods of time here in service. Um, so there were a lot of folks I knew fairly well, both from when I was here and from outside practice. So it wasn't it wasn't a novel experience for me. But you always learn a huge amount uh, when you work inside the government in many many ways.
0: Sure, I guess some of those people that were there earlier were saying to themselves, "You last here long enough, and everybody comes around again."
1: That's probably right. <laughs>
0: Now, you were at the Bureau of Competition, and you were dealing with corporate mergers, acquisitions, whether those are good for the public and for competition. Where does the FTC role end here or begin versus what the Justice Department's Antitrust Division does, or do you work together?
1: Well, we do work together on a lot of things. It's a complicated relationship, and let me kind of go through some some basics about it. Number one, the Department of Justice does all the criminal work. So there's a a large part of antitrust enforcement that focuses on criminal, and that's all DOJ. We don't do that at all. On the civil side, if you look statistically, we probably do the majority of merger work and the majority of enforcement cases that are not criminal, so civil enforcement cases. Uh, But the DOJ does a lot of those too, and we tend to divide those enforcement matters up by industry. So there's a longstanding process between the two agencies where you, when, it, when a merger comes in or when there's a potential conduct investigation, uh, we look at respective expertise in the industries that are implicated by whatever that particular matter is, and that guides the decision as to who does the work. Uh, sometimes some other things like you know, who's got available resources and so forth factor in. And then I guess in the last area where we work together the most is on developing policy uh, providing guidance, doing some of the responses to questions or policy issues that come up from OECD or from other places like that.
0: One of the cases you dealt with at the FTC was a company called AbbVie in the pharmaceutical industry, and another was a monopoly case against Qualcomm, which is a chip maker in the communications field. And those types of cases can get very complicated technologically, and you've got to look at different markets and how they interact does the FTC have within the staff the ability to prosecute a case like that, or do you sometimes have to bring in outside expertise?
1: The answer is yes. We have a huge amount of expertise, but we also do supplement it. So we have lawyers uh, and staff, non-lawyer investigators, paralegals in the FTC who have tremendous expertise in particular industries. The Abby case, for example, came out of our healthcare group, where we have a, a group of staff who have spent years handling pharmaceutical conduct cases, bringing cases against pharmaceutical companies for antitrust violations. And they are extremely familiar with that industry and and all the aspects of how it works. The Qualcomm case was brought by our Anti-Competitive Practices Division. Um, by, By the way, I'm oversimplifying here because everything we do tends to involve folks from across the whole bureau, uh, but sort of the lead responsibility for these, one was in the healthcare shop, the other was in anti-competitive practices. And we have lawyers in anti-competitive practices who have tremendous expertise in modem chips, in cellular and mobile technology, in standard essential patents, and other issues that came up in that case. So we have great expertise, but we also know that we don't know everything. And so typically, we will hire experts from outside. Now, these are not lawyers. We typically hire economists, for example, to handle industrial organization economics, which matters a lot in our cases. And we'll hire industry experts. So we'll hire, for example, experts on cellular technology and mobile chips or experts on particular kinds of medications, if that's what's at issue in a pharmaceutical case.
0: We're speaking with Bruce Hoffman. He's director of the Bureau of Competition at the Federal Trade Commission. And during your tenure, the FTC challenged 42 proposed mergers. Is that about the average pace over a two-year period?
1: It's a little bit high, but this actually varies up and down a lot. So if you were to compare this with two other randomly selected years, you could probably find two years that had more challenges and two years that had less. Uh, Over time, if you look over 20, 30-year histories of the FTC, what you find is that merger enforcement is pretty stable. Uh, It doesn't change much administration to administration. The level of enforcement's pretty much steady state.
0: Sure. And also during your tenure, something got established, the Technology Task Force. Tell us about that and what does it focus on?
1: Sure. It's actually now become the Technology Enforcement Division. Um, So it's now become a permanent part of the Bureau. That's That's a unit within the Bureau of Competition. So within the Bureau, we have four groups that do merger analysis, and three regional offices and three conduct groups of which the Technology Enforcement Division is one. Uh, the reason that we established that was we, we looked around a couple of years ago and felt that there was a sector of the economy, the sort of digital platform, digital technology part of the economy that was raising a lot of issues that we felt merited some very specific allocation of resources. So if you remember a couple of minutes ago, I talked about expertise. I talked about the expertise in our healthcare group The expertise in our anti-competitive practices group, we felt that developing that same kind of expertise in connection with digital platforms was something that we really needed to do so that we could do good enforcement. Uh, And we had a model for this, which was the last time I was here, the government had had a, a really difficult time with hospital mergers. We had lost, we in the Justice Department and the states together had lost a whole series of challenges to hospital mergers. And so at the FTC, we launched a retrospective project to do analysis of hospital mergers and try to figure out whether there was something that we were getting wrong or something the courts were getting wrong. And we also established a task force of lawyers to focus on that industry um, and some other related industries or industries that had similar characteristics and develop the expertise to let them do good enforcement. And as a result of that, um, we started bringing hospital merger cases. And I think we have won everyone since then. We have a We have won a whole series of challenges to – hospital mergers and other provider mergers because we rethought what we were doing in the space and really developed expertise. So we felt something like that was a useful model for the technology area and that forming a division within the Bureau of Competition of lawyers who could really focus on understanding that industry inside out would help us do good, smart, effective enforcement in that area.
0: Now, having worked both sides, both representing companies and then prosecuting them from inside the government, do you think you bring a perspective to, say, the government that really not everyone on the industry side is necessarily evil, even when they make mistakes or make violations in filing? And coming from the government side, what what is it you think you'll bring to back to the corporate side that they would need to know that's fair to everybody?
1: Yeah. I, I, look, I, I think actually this aspect of our system is sometimes criticized, and I think that criticism is really misplaced. I think there's tremendous value in our system that you have people and, – and parenthetically, it's not just people in senior leadership. We have a lot of junior people who go out to private sector or come back or come from the private sector. Having that kind of back-and-forth relationship with the private sector is tremendously helpful because you just understand each other better. You understand in the private sector, if you've worked in the government, you understand that the government is not just a bunch of heavy-handed zealots who are out to do bad things to your company, but instead – you learn that the FTC and the antitrust division are staffed by really good people who are really smart and know what they're doing and take their job seriously and are just trying to do the right thing. So too though when you come inside from from being out in private practice that you you understand that companies aren't solely doing things for the purpose of acquiring market power or acquiring monopolies. They're not comprised entirely of evil people. They're not just out to do wrong and that they just like the government are typically populated by people who are just trying to do their jobs and do them well and generally generally not always but generally are well intentioned and good people. Uh which doesn't mean that they haven't broken the law, right? But it, it means that you need to take seriously what may be happening inside the company, why they're doing things. Just as one example, we in the government, when you're an antitrust lawyer and you look at a merger, you tend to think, well, you know, companies are merging either for efficiencies Uh, in the sense that they're going to become more efficient at making whatever they make or doing what they do, or they're merging to get market power, or maybe they're doing both of those things. In fact, when you work in the private sector, you learn that companies also do mergers for a whole series of other reasons, like financial or tax reasons, that have nothing to do with anything the antitrust agencies care about. Now, that doesn't mean that a merger done for tax reasons might not create competitive problems, But you might understand better why the companies are doing what they're doing. So I think there's just absolutely huge value in our system. And I will tell you that having had experience with enforcement agencies where there's very little back and forth with the private sector, there's often this gulf of knowledge and comprehension. Where each side just assumes the worst of the other and doesn't really understand what the other side is doing, which is never helpful. So I, I think our system actually works very well in that regard.
0: And so we could see you back in sometime in the future.
1: I would never say never to that. I will tell you that my two stints at the FTC have been the most rewarding parts of my professional career. Uh, this is just an absolutely tremendous place to work, and if and if you like doing antitrust, I can't imagine a better job. So. Uh, But it's not just antitrust. This is just a great place with great people. So all I would say about that is I love this place. I love working here. And it's been a tremendous honor.
0: Bruce Hoffman is director of the Bureau of Competition at the Federal Trade Commission, at least this month, soon to depart to return somewhere to the private sector. And uh, again, you don't know where you're headed yet at this point, huh? No, I don't. All right. Well, let us know when you land. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.
1: Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, confirm you've entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.